0: do you have goals for your life do you want to grow in god join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek god and slay goals hey y'all get ready for a discussion about life business relationships and more all from a biblical perspective and i'm your host felicia l henry Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So glad that you were able to tune in and join me again. So this segment of the podcast is going to share some of the sessions from the virtual summit that we hosted not too long ago. It was our very first virtual summit, and the theme was break free. It was powerful. The attendees um, enjoyed it, and it was just a wonderful experience. It was a four-night virtual summit, and we provided the foundational tools for Uh, women to be able to break free uh, spiritually, emotionally, economically, and physically. And we had some uh, dynamic speakers, some powerhouse speakers, and they really, really gave us just some great insight and some great strategies that we can use uh, for those different areas of our lives and breaking free from the cycles and the bondage that we so often find ourselves in. And I know a lot of people have been asking me about a replay for the virtual summit and so this is essentially in lieu of a replay because there is no replay available, but some of the sessions will be shared here on the podcast over the next few weeks. And so today we are going to share some of the session from Dr. Shonda Reynolds. And before we hop into um, what it is that she shared, I'm just going to briefly briefly tell you guys a little bit about dr shonda she has earned her doctorate degree in clinical psychology in order to address mental health care within the black community her areas of interest include the impact of trauma on the black community the integration of faith and mental health and mental health within the black church dr shonda enjoys teaching as an adjunct professor and providing therapy to children adolescents and their families and she recently launched a mental health mobile app for the black community called minds of the culture which is now available in the app store and her segment she focused on mastering your mind and your emotions mastering your mind and your emotions and so now we're going to hop into uh, a portion of her segment
1: All right, so I hope y'all got y'all pens and y'all papers because we're about to get into this information. So, first scripture, I need you guys to go to Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So that is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Verse 7 and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. In Christ Jesus. So, tonight, I'm going to be talking to you all about mastering your minds and emotions. So, mastering your minds and emotions. So, make sure you guys write this down because this is a topic I promise you, you will not forget. This is something that a tool, a strategy, you can call it whatever you need, but you will need this strategy in life at work, at church, wherever mastering your emotions and your mind amen okay so we're talking about mastery right so when we talk about the word mastering you simply it simply means that you have an understanding that you have power and authority over it so power and the authority so when someone speaks of mastery a person this is a person with the ability or power to use control or dispose of something so with specifically speaking to the mind and the things of the mind we're saying that we have the ability to control, to use or dispose of different emotions that might come up. Come on, y'all not hear me. That anger that might come up in those situations where you can't express it, that anxiety that might come up. You're saying that we have the ability to master these things. And when we go back to Philippians 6 and 7, the Bible says, we'll guard your hearts and your minds. So the mind specifically speaking about the way that you interpret situation, right? Come on, because sometimes the way we interpret things isn't always 100% accurate, just keeping it 100, right? The way we interpret every situation is not always 100% accurate. Sometimes the, way that we, the ways in which we interpret situations is based on our emotions. And I'll give you an example. So, so let's say, for instance, you're at the mall and you see your best friend, right? She's at the food court. Y'all make eye contact. She doesn't speak to you. The first thought that might pop into your head is, wow, what did I do to her? Or is she mad at me? Did I say something to her? when that's not necessarily 100% accurate. What if your friend just didn't see you? She didn't have her contacts in that day. Come on, I know this information is hidden. Sometimes the way in which we perceive situations is not always accurate. That's why we have to be in a constant state of frequently renewing our mind. This is a process, y'all. This isn't something that everybody has mastered yet. That's why it's so important for us to really take these scriptures and really understand it, because the Bible says he will guard your heart's and your minds. Again, the mind speaking of interpretation and your heart speaking of that emotional state, right? So minds and your emotions are two different things. So minds has to do with your perception, your interpretation, and your thoughts. And your heart is more so speaking of your emotions and your feelings, right? So at the end of the day, as believers, we need to be guarding these things because just because we're believers doesn't mean that the enemy won't will try will won't try to permeate our thoughts, to permeate our mind, to permeate our emotions, right? So coming in and whispering those negative thoughts to you, like, who do you think you are? Standing up in church, giving a word like you somebody, like you anointed. Who do you think you are? Whole time you think those thoughts are your own, Right. That's because you haven't learned that you have mastery over your thoughts. Just because a thought comes to mind doesn't mean that it's yours. And we're going to get into that. Is this information blessing you? Because it's blessing me. Amen. (laughs) So we're mastering again our minds and our emotions. So many of you are probably in situations right now simply because you have not learned the art of mastering your emotions and your mind. So when I speak of mastering your emotions in your mind, again, so when we talk about emotions, it's natural for us to get angry. It's natural for us to feel anxiety, right? Those are basic fundamental human emotions. It's natural. But does that mean we have to succumb to it? Does that mean that we have to to allow those emotions to overtake us and eventually will begin to permeate into our behaviors and impact the way in which we act on things? For instance, again, dealing with the spirit of fear, right? So it's a basic human emotion. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says that God didn't give me the spirit of fear. So again, that goes back to the tendency of us understanding that I have mastery over these emotions. It doesn't mean that you won't experience the emotion. It just means that you have the ability to control it. But instead, we have a lot of people in 2020 who allow their emotions to control them. That's why a lot of people are in toxic relationships, because they allow those emotions to get the best of them. That's why they're in a lot of debt. People buy things off of emotions. That's why people have gotten fired from their jobs. They may have slipped up and said something to somebody at work or their their, uh, supervisor, all because they were in a state where they did not allow themselves to master their emotions. So again, we're speaking of those significant emotions such as, I see all hand claps, uh, the, the anger and anxiety and fear, um, emotions like jealousy, guilt, right? All these different things, again, are emotions that you have mastery over, and we really need to start practicing this. So we must learn that we have power over our minds. So write that down. We must learn that we have power over our minds. So many of us don't understand the power that our minds have, right? So our minds are very powerful. Don't get me wrong. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he, right? So that means that our minds are powerful because we think something, it can manifest because that's who we, that's who we are in God. And also, we have to acknowledge that everything that comes to our minds does not mean that it is of God. That's why we really have to get to the point where we're understanding that because I'm a child of God, I must learn how to master my emotions in a godly way. So when we're thinking of the mind, the mind has three functions, and I believe I stated this already, but the mind has the ability to think, the mind has the ability to perceive and interpret. So if you think about it, you're thinking about the, the ability to do all these different things from the a mind level. Uh, think about like if you're a person who constantly is in a negative state, you allow your mind to stay in a negative state, right? That means that your thoughts are going to be negative. That means that the way you perceive situations are going to be negative. And that means that your interpretations of situations are going to be negative. And it's so important for us to understand that. So we are manifestations of the ways that we think. So again, that goes back to me saying, if we're the type of person who negatively thinks about situations and thinks about like, oh, why she didn't speak to me today? Or, you know, why that person look at me like that today? We're going to constantly put ourselves in a negative state emotionally because our thoughts, our emotions and our behaviors are all interconnected. And that's why it is so important for us to be able to know how to master our emotions to really get into this thing. Am I helping somebody? This is not a new concept in the Bible. Um, So I really want us again to really understand how this is basic knowledge for a Christian. We just really have to start practicing this, right? This is something that everybody should be doing. This is not Emotions and my mental health and stuff, that's not a female thing, that's not a, a male thing. Um, that's that's a body of Christ thing. And we really have to get to the point where we learn that you have power and authority over that anxiety, you have power and authority over that past trauma, you have power and authority over that depressive state, over that that state of mind where people might tell you that you're worthless or feeling like you know you have low self-esteem. And I feel like once we get when let me tell you this: if people really understood the power of the Holy Ghost, I feel like people like me would be out of business. Like there wouldn't be no need for no doctors. There wouldn't be any need for counselors, none of that. Because if you truly understood the power of the well that is on the inside of you, you will know how to bind and loose things in the spiritual realm that's why we say anxiety has no place in the believer's mind depression has no place in the believer's mind again emotions that humans can experience and also recognizing that when these different emotions in these spirits try to overtake you on the mental level emotional level behavioral level you can say to the enemy that you are illegally trespassing my body i bind you and i cast you down so that's why it's so important for us again to really understand this because we, we, again, we're believers, and we believe that, you know, as believers, we don't accept depression. We don't accept these different things, but it doesn't make us exempt to experiencing them at all, simply because there were people in the Bible who experienced significant emotional concerns, as well as, like, mental health concerns. So when you think about people in the Bible who may have experienced, like, emotional and mental health concerns, who comes to mind? Yes, a lot of David's songs came from an emotional place, right? David was definitely somebody who exhibited depressive symptoms. Like being a clinician, going back and reading about the things that he was recording, he talked about being in great agony, crying and groaning on a nightly basis to the point where he was in despair. Um, He talked about this in Psalm 6 and 6, if you want to go back and read it. But David was somebody who experienced depressive symptoms. So if David, King David praising David, danced out of his clothes, David, can experience those depressive symptoms, then does that mean that we can't? No, like we're not above that. It doesn't mean that it won't try to come and attack you. It just means that you have power and authority over it. Even thinking about Saul, right? So Saul in the Bible, uh, in 1 Samuel 16 and 14, it says that the Lord allowed Saul to be tormented with an evil spirit. And when you look at the evil spirit, um, when you look at it in the New Living Translation, uh, it's interpreted as depression and anxiety. So Saul wasn't just being tormented by any, de- any old spirit. This was depression and anxiety that Saul was, was experiencing at that time. And what did he do? He knew that the presence of God, or David knew that the presence of God had mastery over those symptoms. And so when David started to play, depression and anxiety had no other choice but to leave. Come on, y'all. I know I'm saying some stuff like depression and anxiety has no other choice but to leave when you get into the presence of God. And that is why it is so important for us to really take time away from people, take time away from your friends, take time away from whoever you need to take time away from and really get into the presence of God, because that is how we allow the enemy to take their hands off of us. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God, Slay
0: Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at SeekGodSlayGoals.